0: Work through the growing pains and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Welcome to episode 51. My guest today is Jana Osofsky of Jana O Media. In addition to being a former coaching client and forever friend, Jana is a star content manager and content system strategist. Jana got started working online in 2016 as a virtual assistant, quickly booked out her services and chose to specialize in content management. Jana's VIP services and workflow trainings are for visionary online entrepreneurs and for those who support them. Her audience aspires to consistent visibility, but with less hustle and more ease so they can attract ideal clients every day with their content and be free to serve them. Don't we all? I asked Jana to be on the podcast today because her visibility plan is rock solid and seeing how she moves through the online space in such a strategic and organic way is pretty much awe inspiring. So let's go ask Jana how she got visible through Facebook groups. Thank you so much for being here. You are one of my favorite people that I have never officially met online <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I'm so glad you're here.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. Right back at you. and uh, really glad I'm here too.
0: Yay. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, who you serve?
1: So I'm Jana I'm with Jana O Media and I've been in business um, for just a couple of years and um, I have a pretty extensive background in like marketing and HR but just in online business for a couple of years and I work with visionary coaches, consultants, course creators, and also the service providers that support those visionary types to help them with systems that get them visible, but with more ease. So consistent visibility, but with ease is really my goal.
0: Yes, and that's exactly what we're talking about today because you are the queen of visibility, especially when it comes to Facebook. I see you all the time everywhere, and I think that that's so important because what I've been talking a lot about lately is the consistency needed behind the visibility. That, like, you can't just show up in a group once and expect people to flock to you, right? They want to see that you are consistent, and it takes a while for you know, because the online space is so noisy and there's so many people that it takes a while. So, what I love is that you have a really great workflow and how you do that specifically for Facebook. So can you tell us a little bit about how you seem to be everywhere all at once?
1: <laughs> oh, sure. That's so funny. And you know, it's funny because just even in like uh, like IRL, like in real life before I went online with my business, that was always something that I, heard and got feedback on. Even when I was doing like in-person networking, people would say, Oh, you're everywhere. I see you consistently. And it mm-hmm. really, it really is all about habits and what you do, you know, every day or most days and having a system to keep you on those habits. So I have a system that I developed that I can tell you more about that's actually an Asana project. And it's a board style Asana project for people who are familiar with Asana. Mm-hmm. And it basically just puts parameters around and keeps me intentional when it comes to the time that I'm spending and what I'm posting in Facebook groups. So I am a member of probably maybe 14 or 15 Facebook groups that I'm active in. And if you're just getting started with being visible in Facebook groups, I would not recommend starting with 14 or 15. (laughs) I'd pick a couple. So if some of your audience is just starting, you know, just pick a few to apply this to, to start. And then you can expand if it's something that you find, you know, works within, you know, your energies and that you're, you know, enjoying and is working for you. But basically, you know I go into those groups, not really daily I mean there's certainly some days that I skip, but probably five days a week, mm-hmm. um, and most of them, maybe sometimes four if i 'm really busy with client work that week, and I post things, I mm-hmm. post you know value posts, I post some promo posts as well. And we can talk a little bit about the difference between those. And I engage with people, you know, I comment on what they're posting. I ask them questions about what they're posting about, whether that's something that they have posted that's value. And I'm asking a mechanical question, like, Oh, how does that work? Or just responding to what they, you know, feedback that they're looking for on something that might not necessarily be how to's, but are just, you know, here's what I think about something. What do you think? So being basically it's, it's about engaging and then also posting your own things to be visible. So,
0: yeah, I love that you pointed out that there's both sides of it. The engagement And the posting of your own thing, Mm because I think that what we sometimes get away from is the actual social piece of social media. And we think, oh, I'll just like schedule a whole bunch out on my business Facebook page and that'll be enough. When no, the whole reason for social media is to actually be social and to engage with other people and create conversation.
1: Right. And I think the place where that's happening now in in terms of the trend is in groups because, mm-hmm. and it, it's not just an online business, it's all different kinds of businesses. I mean, if you're in real estate, there are groups for realtors all around the country. If you're in this, there are groups for that. I mean, Facebook groups are huge now. Mm-hmm. And as we know, there's no way to schedule posts in a Facebook group that you don't own, but I'm actually really glad about that yeah. <laughs> because I think it keeps it real. You know, So the system I use is to basically, you can't automate it, but you can systemize it. I think it's important to know that even if you're being real and being timely and going in and creating relationships, you can still systemize that. That's Mm -hmm. not something like those two things are not at odds. You can do both. You can systemize your networking, whether it's in-person networking or online networking.
0: Perfect. So I know that you have a list of some of your top tips for how we do this and how we make it so that it's not overwhelming for us as we're growing our businesses. I know that there are so many things in our business life that take up our time. And this is one of, you know, marketing is one of the biggest pieces of getting people to know who you are, what you do, who you serve. But so if we're not doing that, we're limiting, you know, the reach that we have but it also takes up a lot, a lot of time. So let's talk about some of your tips and how we uh, streamline that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll go over some of those tips and it's you're absolutely right. It's all about streamlining and keeping it something that you can be consistent about because, and, and for me, just backing up for a quick moment, so many of the successes that I've had, I feel like I can point to I can trace those back to relationships that I have developed in those groups. So for mm-hmm. anyone who's listening who's like, "Oh, well, wait a minute, what's the point of this?" This is a great way to get clients. It is a great way to find collaborators. It's mm-hmm. a great way to connect with people when you work, you know, at home sometimes and you're isolated so that you can be getting that kind of inspiration that you maybe you used to get from the person in the cubicle next to you or down the down, yeah. the, <laughs> down the row or whatever. So that's what this is all about. But yeah, so I think number 1 and this is something you hear a lot but I think it's important just to throw it out there right in the beginning, is to really make sure you are, like we said, contributing more than you're promoting. So just like in any situation, you can't pitch before you build a relationship. I mean, you can, but it's not going to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work at all. Right. I always block and delete those people who, right, you know, right. who friend requests me, and then four minutes later, they're like, hey, I want to sell you, wanna you, buy you this thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right.
1: So offer value, offer feedback, offer support to others, you know, and I personally try to keep a ratio of three to one. That's what I do. Three times of value, feedback, support for every one time that I pitch. Again, systemizing this is so important because it's hard to remember the next day. Like, oh, you know, you don't want to have to like go back and count the times that you <laughs> right. like, you know, that you provided value and support. So that you can be like, okay, I've earned my pitch. (laughs) It doesn't need to be that way. You don't need to be counting, but. Use a system like Asana to like bank your content, which we'll talk about. You can just basically set it up so that you know that as long as you're following this, you're pretty much you know hitting that ratio without having to think about it too much. But value posts can be offering tangible and helpful advice like listicles and steps and information about the things that you know about that others don't um, always know about. It can be support like just commenting in other post other people's posts to expand on their ideas or build conversations around their topics because people appreciate that as well. It can be, Providing feedback, commenting, you know, answering a particular question that someone posed, or offering your reactions when they're requested, you know, any of those things. So doing that more often than you're actually saying, "Hey, buy this," or "Hey, yeah. work with me," or "Hey, contact me," or "Hey, go to this link and download this thing." Right. right. So that's one. And then I we touched on it, but being intentional about your time. So you know, I definitely aim to be generous with my time and attention in the groups, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that I'm not being intentional. So yeah. I am making sure that the, you know, majority of my posts serve me, in, you know, in some way. So most of my posts are written in advance, not all of them, but most of them. And by writing them in advance and banking your content, you can make sure that you're saying things, you know, in the way that you want to, and really hitting those notes to make sure that you really are prompting people to take the actions that will be helpful to you to grow your business when that is your intention. So I think that's important as well. Yeah, so those are the first couple of them. And then the other things are more tactical. So we can talk about those tactical things too.
0: Yeah, I love that you're doing it in advance because I think like anytime I do social media, I'm way more consistent when I've already front loaded it and kind of already have it. So that if I'm having a busy client day and everything, I don't have to worry about it as much. You know, if if I have 10 minutes, I can go into my content bank and post something that is helpful and, you know, and sparks conversation and everything without having to take more brain power to, <laughs> to figure out what that was right. going to be. Yeah. A hundred
1: percent. A hundred percent. And I, I think that that's, that's absolutely key because, you know, the difference between being able to pre-schedule content and not being able to pre-schedule content. Mm -hmm. All it really means is the difference is you'd have to go in and copy and paste something, you know, and do it in real time. So doing in advance, writing it the way you want it written and just being intentional um, can be, you know, really helpful. And again, there's a ratio. I'm not saying that that should be all you do. You also want to be spending time in the moment, you know, more of those, that engagement that we're talking about happens more in the moment. I mean, you're not pre-scheduling responses, (laughs) but some or the majority of your own content helps you be intentional. So Tactical things that really work well for me and this might be really helpful for your audience I search for words in my asana project that I use. I have a bank of words I know people um, use in the language that they use when they're talking about something that I might be able to help with Yeah When I say that I mean something I might be able to help with like they may be able to pay me to help them with it Or just something that I may be able to chime in on and provide insight on which is always appreciated and positions me as a go-to person in that situation so examples would be like keywords people might use for whatever you do. So for me, that might be content or even clients, the word clients, because a lot of times people, they might not be searching. I'm not searching. I'm thinking, I'm, thinking about search I'm all search engines, right? That's a whole other, that's a whole other podcast. Um, they might not be typing something, you know, with the word content in it, but they might be talking about how to get clients and content marketing really for most people is to get clients and sales. Right. Also, you can have tools that you specialize in. So you might go into certain groups, especially those that aren't really as promo friendly and type in something like Dubsado or Teachable or Active Campaign or one of those tools that you really know a lot about and you can help people with and you can bring value Um, surrounding. So that's something that I find, you know, is a really good strategy. And again, something you can systemize because you can keep that list handy and search regularly in those groups for that.
0: That's fantastic. And I do the keyword search specifically around those keywords like clients or course, you know, course podcast launch, those sorts of things. But I hadn't thought about doing them specifically for the tools that my team and I use and we utilize Mm -hmm. with clients. And that, that's a really great point. That's great.
1: Awesome. I'm glad that that's helpful to you yeah, too. Thank you. That. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. As I mentioned, there are certain groups in. You know, we have to kind of talk about that a little bit too. You have to read the group rules. Like you right. need to know what the expectations are for the group, and if it's not promo friendly, then you have to take a different tack. And that's one of the reasons why. It's important to keep track of all that stuff Mm -hmm. because you don't want to step on toes and then find yourself like ousted from a group that you just (laughs) spent, you know, three months, you know, cultivating, uh, you know, visibility. in. so you have to be careful of that. But some of those less promo friendly groups, a way that you can be visible if you can't promo is to go in and answer those questions about those things that you know about because you're demonstrating your knowledge in those cases. So another thing I find is that, and that people, especially I think people who are newer to business Mm -hmm have a little bit of a hard time with is photos of themselves. Yes. So I notice when people are new to groups, a lot of times they're posting like, you know, a photo of their, you know, like their desk or, or not even their <laughs> desk, but like some perfect, like, you know, a stock photo desk or a photo of a sunset or whatnot. And that's cool. Um, if that's what you want to do, like UBU, but generally speaking, everybody I've talked to qualitatively, they find that they get much better engagement on their own posts that they're posting, whether they're value posts or promo posts, if they post photos of themselves. Yes. So take that and do with it what you will. But I think it's important that You know, that you know that and that you go out and, you know, maybe post some of those photos of yourself.
0: (laughs) And I think it's also like just putting a face with a name, like it Mm -hmm. creates more of a sense of relationship, you know, when the person is like, oh, this is who Tasha is, you know, especially like I know that when I go between groups and everything, that that tends to be super helpful because then people start seeing me in different groups and seeing my face with my name. And yeah, we have, you know, we all have profile pictures and everything but it is nice to, to kind of put it with that. Right.
1: Totally. I think that's definitely part of it. It's like a branding thing, like a repetition thing and a connection thing. People want to connect to people, you know? Yes, absolutely. And that's what people are in groups for, to connect with people.
0: So, yeah. So let's do one of your best tips and tactics. (laughs) I know you've got so many, it's hard to, (laughs) (laughs) right? (laughs) So I think that the
1: other one that just makes this all possible for you is to bank your content and not be afraid to post the same thing more than once. And again, folks who are new to this strategy may have a little bit of a hard time with that initially, but honestly, like you have to remember, first of all, we are only served up a small percentage of what's posted, even by our closest Facebook friends and group mates. Mm-hmm. Um, like you and I see each other's stuff all the time, Yeah. but I know I'm not seeing everything you post and I know you're not seeing everything I post. So. Right. Also, new people are always joining the groups, especially the most active ones that are, you know, the best places to be. There's always new people joining. And people take breaks from social media and they come back. So, you know, bank your content. If you write something that's great that people are responding well to and that you get good engagement with or even something that, you know, you find is getting clicks that people are contacting you about it, don't just use it once. Like, you know, use it again. Bank it and use it again in a different group um, next month. You know, have a system for Organizing that so that you're not just reinventing the wheel every single time you create a post or When you like I know I find that people will like ask me the same questions often like with some of my Pinterest value posts There, you know, like the questions I get on my posts when I ask them to drop questions Usually fall into like at least like maybe six or seven categories so if I can save those responses And at least not start with like a blank page. Like at least, you know, maybe I have to rework the response a little bit so that it's really an answer to the question they're asking. But at least I'm not starting, you know, from scratch. It saves me a lot of time. So bank your content.
0: That's great. Yeah, people are so afraid to do that sometimes to reuse the same thing. But then if we think about it in terms of like the, commercials, for example. How many times do we see the exact same commercial, you know, in one day even, like over and over and over again? And I know that there's commercials that I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that, you know? (laughs) So the same thing or a similar thing with our content that if it's that messaging and if that messaging really has hit home for some people and they're responding well to it, as you said, then utilize that. Do the same thing over and over because you probably only have a limited number of services that you're providing. And so Mm -hmm. it's... It's going to be difficult to have completely different messaging all the time, you know. And right. I think it becomes confusing for potential clients as well. So, yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because I mean, the only time I ever get feedback from anyone in a Facebook group on a post like that that would indicate that they've seen it before, mm-hmm. it's usually good feedback. There, I mean, it's always they're always yeah. like, "Oh my god, I love when you post about that." Or, like, you, yeah. you know, this. I saw this tip in another group, and I couldn't believe how helpful it was. I went out and implemented it immediately. Oh,
0: that's like, great! No, yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So second to last question, what's the one thing that our audience can do this week to either increase their visibility without burning out or to start kind of getting their content pieces together?
1: Yeah, so I mean, if you're an Asana user, then start a project. If you don't have a PM system, then just open up a Google Doc and next time you post something in a group, just copy it before you, um, you know, hit whatever enter or yeah. post or whatever <laughs> and paste it into the document. And you'll need a little bit more of a sophisticated system than just a Google Doc if you're really gonna leverage the strategy. But at least that way you'll start to be gathering, you know, those posts that you have and you'll have a place to draw you know, content from when you create your content bank. So I would say that would be like one thing you could do this week.
0: Perfect. And you actually are going to help us create that system because you have an awesome video. So can you tell us a little bit about the video?
1: Yeah, sure. I get questions all the time from people. They're like, oh my God, how do you keep this straight? How do you be so consistent? Like, how do you actually like do client work and, you know, still have time like <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> after you do all this posting and engaging to do other things. So I decided to just show people. So I created a video. It's um, a little bit less than a half an hour and it basically walks you through my entire Asana project. Um, So Asana is a project management system and it's free for anybody who hasn't heard of it before. Basically. um, Yeah. The video just shows you like everything that I do, how I have it structured, the different columns I use, how I organize the content. So I don't forget where it is. Some of the different hacks that I use for like keeping like, you know, like tell me about your Facebook group. Um, Tell me about wins you had this week, you know, things like that in certain places that'll be easy to find and um, how I keep track of the time that I'm, you know, dedicating and also my goals so that I can be intentional. So yeah, so it's all there for you and you can easily grab it and create your own project and start implementing this strategy. It's on my website. It's at jannaomedia.com forward slash Facebook groups. And yeah, it'll just give you like an outline of what you're going to expect. And then you can snag that and watch the video and get this, get this working for you.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And we're going to link that in the show notes as well. So before I let you go, can you tell us where we can find you online other than everywhere? Cause you're everywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In any Facebook group. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So my home base is jannaomedia.com. So it's J-A-N-A-O, which is my last initial, media.com. And as far as like social media, like honestly, my favorite place is to hang out on Facebook groups, but you can also find my Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash Jana O Media.
0: Great. Thank you so much. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to thelaunchguild.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a comment, and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You've got this.